Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Broadcasting from the heart of the I Work For Him nation to Christ followers working in cities all over the United States. You've tuned into the voice of the faith and work movement. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him and I Retire For Him episode. We are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. I feel like it should be like, dun, 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 I retire for him. You're looking at me. Listeners, you should see the face Jim you, just gave me. You are not going to retire. <laughs> I. That's not the point. Uh, well, the, We're point, talking about I retire for him. We are. Okay, so. And just last week, we got to kind of introduce a subject with your dad. It was amazing. It was. So uh, we are thrilled to keep this conversation going. And if you, so a couple things. I'm that housekeeping person today. Um, Remember, we have a Facebook page. I retire for him, the number four. I retire the number four him. That is our Facebook page. You can go and join that page, follow it, whatever you want to do to stay connected. Um, We're just starting to grow that. We'll be putting more and more content out there as time goes on. Um, But this is a place for you to get some encouragement, some challenge, all around this conversation of retirement. All right. And and keep in mind, this is not, this show today is not just for those of you who are already retired. Right. This is a show for everybody listening. Because in America, we've all been told that the American dream of retirement is biblical reality for Christ followers in the church. Well, I don't know that we were actually told that, but we we believe, that's what we like put together. You're right. We've been led to believe that the American dream of retirement retirement is actually in alignment with biblical perspective. Oh, that was good. But it's not. No. No, it's not at all. In fact, the lie that you get 30 years of vacation free to do whatever you want to do and not have any intentionality in your life, just play golf, look for seashells, hang out in the mountains, it's not what God intended. He intends us to live life to its fullest every day of our lives and live with a level of intentionality that is significant. But part of the issues we're dealing with, Martha, is that for the most part, retirees have been told, hey, check out, go stand in the grandstands, watch us young people take care of the ministry. You guys just hang out with each other. And that's a disaster for the church. And that's why we are doing I Retire For Him. Yes. But listeners, I want you to be encouraged. This isn't a don't. This is a do. That this is, is saying from Jim right. and Martha, our hearts and the hearts of the people that we're talking about I Retire For Him. You are valued. You are um, a priceless uh, relationship. And we want to honor that and utilize it and learn from you. So that is the message we really want you to hear. Um, not that, not the shame on you, but a wow. There's more. I'm John ten ten. I'm so glad Martha is a glass half empty person always. And yes, this is an encouragement. Stay tuned. We're going to talk all kinds of things, specific things that you can put in your faith into work in your retirement. And it's really a whole new episode of I Work for Him. We're, we're going to have three separate focuses. But this is the whole focus is all really all living out our faith in all parts of work. Martha, you had a correction to make. Yeah, you said I was a glass half empty person. That's me. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I'm a glass almost full person. That's Martha. So I just wanted to clarify. I, I know that's up. what you were it, meaning. Live radio does that to me, though. I sometimes say what I'm not thinking. 
will say what I'm not thinking, but I say things that I am thinking. That's okay. Yeah. Whatever. The point was that it is, we want to make sure that this conversation is one that is edifying and challenging. That's right. Not discouraging. So we, that's that's a really, really important part of this conversation. All right. So let me just lay this thing up for you guys a little bit. Lay it up. I'm going to lay it up right now. Here's the deal. Uh, All of us are going to retire from a paying job at one point in time in in the future, but it doesn't mean we're done working. It doesn't mean that our faith gets shut off. It means that we take our idea of living out our faith in our work and we start applying it to living out our faith with intentionality in our retirement years. And what does that look like? So many retirees, those of you guys listening today have been said, hey, go out and hang out in the grandstands. Watch us young people do the run the plays and, and, and do the plays and, and to staff the playing field. But I'm saying to you right now, all of you that are retired already, all of you that are comp- contemplating retirement, we need you to get out of the grandstands, get back on the playing field. Maybe you're not running the plays anymore, but you're on the sidelines coaching and mentoring and discipling and living life alongside those who are chronologically inferior to you who have yet to really experience life to the depth that you have. Yes. So <laughs> I was stuck on the chronologically inferior. You know, so I know we talk so about chronologically superior. Well, I know where the superior came, but right. no. Okay, so Grant Skeldon in his book, The Passion Generation, talks about older people as the chronologically superior. So a couple of weeks ago, I was in my parents' Sunday school class in Arizona, talk, and they're all retired. And, and I was talking about them being chronologically superior, and one of the guys said, well, does that mean that young people are chronologically inferior? He was an attorney. He was using big words. So hats off to Jerry because he's the one that challenged me on this one. That's where that chronologically inferior came. Yeah, we're going to work on something, Jerry. Yeah, okay. But so, thank you for at least calling Jim out on the carpet. How about he age needs... challenged? Uh, we'll, we'll work okay. on that. We'll, so, we could do a but, contest. But Everybody point... want to submit something, go to our Facebook page. <laughs> we, so we don't want to call people old. We want to call them chronologically superior. And if you're not one of those chronologically superior folks, technically, if you're 30 and you know somebody who's 20, you're chronologically superior. That's right. But what do we want to call young people? Okay. So the point of today's show, younger. as we roll out, we could just use younger. Yeah. <laughs> that seems a little too simple. <laughs> The point of today's show is to roll out a piece of what you'll find in the upcoming full release of the I Retire For Him field manual. Right now on the website, Martha, they can go get a free download of the first chapter of the I Retire For Him field manual, right? Yes. Where do they go on that page to get that? You're always drilling me down, so it should be really easy to find. Just go to IWorkForHim.com and resources. Perfect. Okay. So on today's show, for the for all of you that are retiring or thinking about retiring, we're going to give you some practical ways to live out your life with intentionality as you no longer go to work for pay. Now, there are also some of you that may still be working and want to work in your retirement years. Maybe you want to go back to work, but you don't need to make a paycheck because you're getting a pension or a 401k or social security. This is There's some ways here for you to live out practically in your work. But that just goes back to I work for him. But in I retire for him, a lot of you don't need a paycheck. Yeah, but we're just talking about how we all spend our days and what our right. mission field really is. So why don't you tell people about all right. that? So it starts off with just taking the I work for him nation commitment and kind of shifting it a little bit in retirement. So pray for those around you who are not in your generation. Those who are 35 to 50, 20 to 35, or 0 to 20, identify who you come across regularly and write them down by name. 
This could be your friends of your children, your grandchildren, their friends. It could be your neighbors, younger people at church. I did say younger in the book. Identify them by name and pray that you could make an impact on them. Period. Pray for those that you run into all the time. Number two, look for ways to befriend them. Those that you've written down, look for ways to be intentionally out in front of them. One of the things we do in the neighborhood is we make sure that we have our garage door open and we hang out in our garage. It gives you an opportunity to interact with those walking by, right? And well, let's be by. clear. We're not like just sitting in our garage hanging out. We don't have a TV out there. No, we don't. But we're always moving around. But it, we wash cars in the driveway. We try to be intentional. But you I don't know. There's just a stigma I have in my head about like, we don't have a couch out. Who who gets to talk to more neighbors, me or you? Because me, I'm out front. I'm out there. I I like to hang out out front. I'm not saying that we're not. We should all (laughs) build a front porch on your house so you can sit out there. I was just letting our listeners know that we're not just like sitting out in our garage. Anybody that knows us knows (laughs) we'll never sit down. We I mean, should just, sit more often. In but. fact, we live in a neighborhood where they control the landscaping, and we wanted to put like some chairs out front, a so patio. We, a patio, so we could sit out front and read, and then interact with other neighbors. You're like, you can't have any living space out front. Like, really? Of course, we're respecting the authorities. We of are, the of course, HOA. but we're going to find a way to put portable chairs out there so we can do it. Okay, so number three, look for ways to serve people around you. Uh, Uh, understand that these younger people around you may have never learned to cook or to clean or to fix a car to change a light fixture or paint teach them how to do it by serving them and working alongside them then look for ways to pray with them have opportunities to pray neighbor with neighbors all the time you're you're home all the time look for ways to pray with people when they're having a rough day but all Mm -hmm. along make sure that excellence and joyfulness is displayed in your attitude that's just a beginning, to, and recognize that your retirement years are not years to be wasted. They are, in fact, some of the greatest years of your life and could possibly be the greatest years of ministry in your life. That's right. So, listeners, this is not like a, you have to do all these things or you're a bad person. These are what we've kind of identified as some really great starting points to say, well, I've never been intentional about how I'm spending my time. So, you know, start with this challenge, start with looking at it and saying, okay, who are these? You know, all of us have, our kids have friends that have hung out in our houses over the years and they've grown up to be adults. We still would go to their weddings, you know, whatever that might be. Start there and just say, okay, what, what, who are these people and how can I get involved in their lives and how can I help make a difference? Because we all know that the family nucleus is not what it used to be. And there's a lot of um, hurt and division and disconnect. And you might live near somebody um, that their family lives 2,000 miles away and they don't have any chronologically superior people in their That's lives. Right. So and, this is that opportunity. You know, it's a, it's a major fact, Martha, that the nuclear family exploded. Oh, that sounds like a title for a book. He's going to write it down. He's looking for his pen. No, that's right. Okay, so let's talk. I mean, every one of you listening has neighbors, no matter where you live. <laughs> I guess that's a true point. Everywhere you, it, it, maybe you might be homeless listening to the show. You've got neighbors because you're hanging out with other people. No matter where you are, you've got neighbors. So how can you use the, the wisdom that you have and pass it on to others. Well, you've got to spend time with people. You've got to earn their trust. You have to earn the opportunity to be in a relationship with them. And so we're going to give you some very specific ways to 
mentor people sometimes without them even knowing you're mentoring them. Yes. So I was thinking about this. Um, one of the, when you were saying that a lot of people don't know how to cook or to paint or whatever that might be, my mom was telling me about a friend of hers who decided that she was going to teach some people younger than her how to cook because it really is a lost art, especially in the area of maybe family recipes and things like that. You know, we, we can all instant pot with the best of them, you know, but but we have our our favorites, you know, so what a great way instead of just saying, Hey, come over for dinner, say, Hey, why don't you come over and let's make dinner together and I can teach you how to make grandma Battaglia's, you know, spaghetti and meatballs. Great grandma Battaglia. Great grandma. Oh boy, what an incredible meatball. Oh, now I know what I have to make for dinner this week sometime now that I brought it up. But I just thought that was really neat that somebody was doing that intentionally to teach. Well, let's just start off with where do you live? Do you live in a neighborhood full of people that look just like you? They're the same age as you? Hmm. Move. Sell your house and move. Move into a neighborhood full of younger people. Be the chronologically superior people on your street. Martha and I, right now, because we're chronologically inferior to the majority of the residents here in Fort Myers, Florida, we are, we're in a neighborhood full of people that are chronologically superior. And we did that on purpose because now we can help serve those around us who don't have kids around, who need some kids around. And even though we're not young, we're still about the age of almost all of their kids. So it's kind of fun that way. All right. So here's some things. These younger families, and we're just speaking you retirees, but those of you that maybe you're in your 40s and you live in a neighborhood with a bunch of kids in their 20s and your 30s, here's some things you could do. These are real ministry opportunities. Play games with your younger neighbors. You know, Invite them over for a card game or a dice game or a, a game of dominoes. Although I still don't get dominoes. but because but you haven't Invite tried. them over for a meal and, and just share life with them. Cook them a decent meal. And, and bring them over early if they want to learn how to cook it, and then just spend some time there to play a game. And if your neighbor's got kids, there's another huge opportunity. Did you know that the average babysitter today makes 10 to $15 an hour? That makes it almost impossible for these younger couples who have little kids to go on a date. So I get the whole helping them out by babysitting their kids, but if we're wanting to mentor them... Is it important? It's important that we're building that relationship we gotta there do both. as well, right? We got to do both. We got to walk alongside of them, have meals with them, but then offer to help. That's a that's a secondary thing. First, you got to be friends with. Them. First yeah. of all, they're not going to trade. You know, trust their kids with you until they know who you are. No, and you need to build a relationship with their right. kids. But you know, somebody asked us a question one time, Jim. They said, if you had to. You got called, you had to go pick up somebody in the middle of the night at the airport, or you needed to go to the hospital or whatever. Do you have anybody in your neighborhood that you could call if you needed help with that? Or if maybe you were, like, if the kids are still home, like, say it's your neighbors and they're younger and they have little kids, and one of them was the only one that was home and they had to go because of an emergency, who could they, could they call you and say, hey, can you come over and just be at my house? My kids are sleeping. I have an emergency. I have to go do. Be that person. Well, there's so many opportunities to just to, to really minister to your neighbors. We're not talking about, don't start off with slapping them with the Bible off top of the head. Start by loving them and doing things that they need help with. So inviting them into your home is the most powerful way. Now, if you got a lot of pets. Because it just... Wonder about allergies. Yeah, I mean, allergies can be an issue. (laughs) But not for everybody, Jim. Just for us special people. Okay, there's special people like us. All right, but here's the thing. Invite them to your home. 
ask them if they want to learn how to cook the way you cook. I've had a lot of young guys I've taught how to grill. They just don't even know how to grill. Uh, and, and you're really good at and it. And I love to grill. And, and I've learned to be really good with a George Foreman because George Foreman cooked pork and chicken perfect. Okay, but we time. digress. I'm just telling you how you can help people. <laughs> We're mentoring you right, right. here on the radio. Right. So <laughs> teach, teaching younger people how to cook, teaching younger people how to clean, that's another thing. So one of the things that, that we used to, awkward. it could be awkward. You know, your house is a mess. Can I help you clean it? That comes across wrong. But one of the things that I have learned it, when we had younger people around is just, hey, I'm going to be working on a project today. Could you help me? You don't really need their help, but you want to teach them how to do stuff. And if they know that you need their help, it, they may learn something while they're helping you. And there's nothing more... Um easily received than just being shoulder to shoulder with somebody you know working together on something where you're not like lecturing them you're not in their face you know telling them all the things they need to do just teaching them and talking and being how was your family today and you know those things that you get to talk about while you're changing the oil or you changing oil or changing furnace filters I mean, I'm amazed how many people buy houses. The furnace filter hasn't been changed in a decade. You're listening to I Work For Him as we talk I Retire For Him. We're kind of stealing some ideas from Chapter 6 of the I Retire For Him field manual. It's not all the way out there and published for you yet. You can download, however, the first chapter on iWorkForHim.com. That's iWorkForHim.com. Go to the resources page. We're talking about ways to intentionally live out your faith in your neighborhood as a retired person. Being chronologically superior to those around you, there are lots of different ways you can do it, but it all starts with relationship. I'm amazed at how many people don't know their neighbors. It's a powerful tool to ministering people and and leading them to Christ, but first you need to be in a relationship with them. So we talked about inviting them into your home uh, and, and, and letting them be there when you're preparing some things, learn how to cook. We, we've talked about, hey, if you've got a project at home and maybe you could use an extra set of hands or maybe just some strong bones, Invite him to come help. Uh, but it's all about this level of intentionality, Martha. Yeah, and one of the things that I love about this conversation is we're not saying start a program. We're not saying you have to do so many hours a week of volunteer service. We're just saying build a relationship with somebody that you can feed into and let God do the work. No, what we're, what we're really saying is no. that... No, no, no. What okay. we're really saying is that the Middle Eastern style, cultural style of honoring the and 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 uh, yeah honoring the wisdom in those that are chronologically superior that's what we need to we need to teach kids that that's really valuable again today but most young people don't know that chronologically superior people are really cool to hang out with and they have a lot of things to teach them a lot of you listening who are younger don't have access to parents or grandparents because of divorce and family dysfunction. And so you as the retired couple or retired single in a neighborhood may be the only gray-haired person they have access to. And you may not even have gray hair. No, you may color it like other people that we know. Not me. <laughs> not to be mentioned. Not to be but, mentioned. So so we're talking to all of you, whether what, no matter what your um, generational identification might be, we want to help change this idea of 
um, separation between the generations. That's right. And separation between those that are earning an income still and punching a clock, quote unquote, to those that are, you know, picking up seashells. And so this is the opportunity to think differently uh, with intentionality about how you're spending your time. One of the other things, Martha, we've seen with younger folks who have little kids is that they're freaked out about road trips. So maybe you that are chronologically superior could ask the younger couple next door that has a couple little kids if they want to go on a road trip, just a local road trip to go do something fun. You know, we live in Fort Myers, Florida, and the Everglades is right around the corner, about 45 or 50 minutes. Airboat rides are perhaps the coolest thing next to roller coasters on the planet. And, and, and maybe their kids are old enough. They're, they're four or five and older. They want to go see some alligators. Say, hey, let's go for a road trip. Parents are, tend to be a little freaked out about, like, what will the kids be in the car? 45 minutes is a long time to sit still without a video. You can help them just learn how to travel and enjoy each other as a family and do something fun together. And they may never have even done something like that. How many people live in our state of Florida and haven't seen all of Florida? And you're listening to us from all over the country. There's all kinds of cool stuff to see. Yeah. So, you know, and you can find local events, all kinds of things around you just to make some fun. And we're going to the art fair. We're going to the boat show. We're going to the home. Come with us. Yeah. Just hang it. Let's hang out. You know, we had a couple of couples that were 17 years older than us when we were younger and they invested in us significantly and we learned a lot of stuff from them. Be that chronologically superior couple to your neighbor families. Move into a neighborhood of people that don't look like you. They're not chronologically superior they're younger than you either way depending on where your age is that's right that's the i retire for him Mm -hmm. motto you know get yourself in a place where you can be used it's an amazing thing that's right so i hope that you've been encouraged by this and challenged to just look differently at the stage of life that you're in right now the relationships that you have and how you can more intentionally work into them all right so check it out online i work i work for him.com Under the resource page, download the first chapter of I Retire For Him field manual. And also check out online, we got a page, iretireforhim.com, iretire, the number for him.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers in our workplace. It's our mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iWorkForHim and online iWorkForHim.com. I work the number four, him.com.